Stretching is good. Oh, it's so good. I burped again. Nice. Everyone should thank us especially for this episode because we're both very tired and apparently very gassy. (laughs) 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 I forgot. This episode of I Forgot the Podcast is brought to you by MeUndies. They'd like to say hello themselves, but they're a little shy. MeUndies. It's about my end. I got it. (laughs) Okay. We're learning so many new things. We are. Well, today we are speaking with the microphones really close to our face. So let us know if you hear a difference. Mm -hmm. Let us know if you can hear all our mouth sounds. I don't like this. (laughs) (laughs) I pet a dog today. Oh, what kind of dog? Um, was a tannish brown with a curly tail. And it had one of its eyes was like a light blue and one of its eyes was a uh, dark brown. And it was like a medium-sized dog, a really skinny and super excitable. It was about a year old, um, the owner was saying. And I was walking past and the dog was like trying to jump up at me and mm. like see me. So I was like, oh, well, I'll just like put my hand down and, you know, pet you then. And um, she's like smelling my legs and then just rolled onto her back. <laughs> Sweetie. Yeah. Oh. Good for you. What a good morning. Yeah. Good start to the day. Oh, I have a a random animal story for you. I went to my parents last night. And it was, unfortunately, the first time, my first time there without Angel. The nice part was, like, we were all kind of just sharing memories about her. And then in walks uh, Clarice, which is what my dad has named the male stray, uh, he's not even a stray. He just lives next door, but he comes over all the time uh, into the house, just walking around, sniffing everything. Like, I know there's another cat here, but where is she? Well. <laughs> yeah. But then he just, like, hung out with us what in the living room. Though? Yeah. Is Angel the cat that I've been calling Doggy in my mind? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's because her bed says Doggy on yeah. it. Yeah. Aw. Yeah. I'm sorry. It was, it was, she was old. Yeah. She was real old and real frail, and she had a good life, and she was such a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's how a cat's are. So. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, true to the name, last week we both forgot that we were supposed to record on a Saturday instead of a Sunday. Yeah. I got out of the shower, and I had an email from the library being like, you idiot. <laughs> you you mi- stupid ass. You missed your damn appointment. <laughs> if you do it again, we're going to charge you $10. Oh, I didn't know there was a fine. I thought there was just a suspension, which is way scarier to me. The suspension? Yeah. Yeah. I don't... Don't ban me from the library. <laughs> <laughs> well, just recording in the library. Yeah. But we will never forget again mm-hmm. because we're very good at remembering things after we've done them wrong once. Mm-hmm. Also, true to the name, I forgot our USB stick today. Melissa's USB stick that she has <laughs> offered up for the podcast, but fortunately she had another one. Yes, because I always worry that I'm forgetting things when I'm leaving my house. So if I can't figure out what I'm forgetting, I just take another thing that maybe I maybe I need, even Might though need. I know I don't need yeah. it. That's <laughs> why so my backpack is full of so much <laughs> shit. So many loose receipts, but I don't take those with me. They just get left there. Yeah, my backpack is just loose receipts and fruit leather wrappers. Nice. Very mom <laughs> Mom content. Get like a couple Werther's yeah. to the bottom. <laughs> well, one 
like, I'll always have, like, a wall anchor in there for some reason. And, like, empty, empty uh, mint container. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I've got one of those now, too. Yeah. yeah you never know. <laughs> Five loose pens, a pouch with a bunch of pens all together and safe. One hair clip that I can't use because my hair is not long enough. Mm. Uh, maybe it is now, but it's just in there. It always pokes me. Rude. Yeah. But I won't take it out. Well, no, that's unreasonable. Yeah. First of all, that's a huge time investment for very little benefit. I don't mind carrying around an extra hair clip for a while. Yeah. When I used to smoke, I used to carry around an, I carried it around an empty mint container, but it was full of cigarette butts. Mm. And um, how fucking gross. <laughs> how gross smoking is. Now <laughs> that I don't do it anymore. I mean, a small mint container full of cigarette butts is better than a, a box of fingernails. That is true. I'm glad that I gave up my boxes of fingernails when I started smoking. Yeah. Otherwise, that's just too much. Yeah. Too much to carry with you. Mm-hmm. Emotionally and physically. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what else is new with you? Haven't seen you in a few days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw you on my birthday. We yeah. went to Stanley Park. The Santa you tried to eat us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had, I had like a full birthday trial. Where I was trying to return a starfish to the ocean, but the sand started turning into quicksand. I had to, like, waddle, <laughs> so fast. speed waddle to the ocean and back. Yeah, I stood still too long because I decided right then that I was going to start digging in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, I started digging, and then I turned to Wes, who was smartly standing on a rock. Yeah. And I was like, you got to not let me dig. <laughs> I didn't realize what I was doing until I was, like, wrist deep in the sand. And I was like, I don't have. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're going to, like, eat later, maybe. Like, what is this? Uh, so I turned to Wes to be like, don't let me dig. And Wes was like, yeah, okay. And then you hear, like, Melissa. <laughs> which everyone thought was me yelling my own name, which yeah. not necessarily unheard of. But Wes yelled it because my foot just started to sink right into the sand, and I did not notice. It was, like, up to my ankle almost. (laughs) Anyway, it was fun, though. Yeah. Well, you fully lost your mind on the beach. It was fantastic. You brought me a clam. Yeah, the clam spat (laughs) at you. birthday clam, yeah. Yeah. So I put it right back where I found it. Yeah. I picked up a different clam, and it spat at me. Mm -hmm. Found a couple starfishes. We found a phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That I tried to... (laughs) <laughs> return to the sea by burying it in the sand. Yeah, but Wes is a grown-up and insisted that we Take return it, it to recycling. recycling. Yeah. Or dry it out, see if there's, <laughs> see if it kept all the sand up. It still works. <laughs> oh, we saw goslings. Yes. A couple herons. Yep. Paul was really excited about the herons. Yeah. It was good. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good birthday. Did we Have we record, recorded since my birthday? I don't think so. You I, had a good birthday, too. Yeah. I also had a birthday where we had delicious pie. At the pie hole, just a little ad for you. Um, <laughs> Soon to be featured on uh, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good pie. Barbara and I both got the Earl Grey, which was delicious. Mm-hmm. What did Wes get? Hazelnut? Yeah, hazelnut chocolate, which also looked very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we walked around like Main Street and poked into a bunch of different shops, and that was fun, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you went for dinner with your brothers, right? How was yeah. That? It was good. Kurt bought me a hamburger, so. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. Oh, and my mom, uh, Kurt went and saw my mom yesterday, and she sent my present home with him, and she got me this rain jacket that I wanted, and then also uh, a couple tins of tea. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, I do want to say one thing. Mm. Um, 
yesterday Jesse said he listened to the Fatal Attraction one, mm-hmm. and he made a quote from it, and I was like, oh, that's funny. And then Kurt gave me a ride home, and he uh, said that Jesse started listening to the Fatal Attraction one, and then just before there was a chance I might start talking about sex, he had to turn it off. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I didn't. It was like when it's not even I didn't even talk about sex. It was when you were saying that um, these people were having so much sex, like in the morning and in the afternoon and the night. And then they go out dancing and then do it again. And I go to like, oh, yeah, like if I and then he turns it off right there. And like the end of that sentence is like, if I do one thing, I need to have a nap. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're, you're talking about like if I go to a meeting. Yeah. No, I remember you said something about, like, if I have a bagel at work, that means that's my whole day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That means I have a busy day, so I'm just doing work stuff. Yeah. I understand his caution. Yeah. But <laughs> Anyway, I wouldn't tell my brothers to listen to a podcast if I was going to be talking about sex all the time. Yeah. If that were the case. We wouldn't tell you it existed. Jesse is a big bop. 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 Take that, Jesse. I meant to say butt, but then I was also considering gummy, so I just made no... No word. Bum. Bum. Bummy. Scathing. Yeah. Really. (laughs) Throw that guy a new one. (laughs) They get, well, after Basic Instinct, they get much less sexual. Yeah. Xanadu is practically asexual. Speaking of not kissing in a whole movie. Oh. (laughs) This week, I watched the movie Cat People. Oh, right. This podcast is called I Forgot. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Melissa. My name is Barbara. And uh, we talk about this movie. Specifically now, we only talk about this movie. It's just this movie. This is the Cat People, I guess the original one from the 40s. I think this is what Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island was based off of. Have you ever watched it? I don't know. I have seen a couple Scooby-Doo episodes or movies because they were on Teletoon at the right time. But Scooby-Doo is never something I sought out. Mm. This would have been the one where there are cat people. So no. Okay. Yeah, no, I have <laughs> Maybe that should have been my first clue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, pretty sure Scooby-Doo just did, a <laughs> just did a little homage. So this movie, again, um, it was black and white, which I just feel like we could go back and we could color everything and pretend black and white never existed. But there... You resent black and white for having existed? Yeah, well, you don't get to see the full, the full experience, which... And especially this film was uh, shot really dark, which is kind of fun in some ways, but also, you know, I'm sure there was more going on that I couldn't see. Mm. Um, this is still when actors just delivered all their lines, like they were just having a having a quiet conversation over coffee. That is, when I think of older movies, um, yeah, what I imagine is really subtle acting where everyone talks uh, very calmly and slow. Yeah. Like, any time they get upset, it's like maybe their voice raises a bit, but there's no real inflection to say, like, I'm upset. It's like, oh, John, how could you do this to me? And it's like he pushed you off a cliff. John you know? pushes someone off a cliff in this. Not in this movie. Oh. It's just Is it example. the same John from Nosferatu? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to give anything away, so I just used a random name. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie starts out, there's a woman... I never quite figured out what her name was, but I think it's Arena. She's, like, the main character. Mm. I'm going to call her Arena, so I don't care. So she is at the zoo, and the zoo is, like, three cages, roughly about the size of this room with a big cat in each one. How big would you say this room is? Maybe four feet by, like, ten feet. 
they're they're square the cages but like no bigger than 10 by 10 mm. and you know one's got a panther one's got a leopard one's got another big cat we don't focus on we're more focused on the panther in this anyway that's not a zoo is what i'm saying that's like a animal animal cruelty factory yeah uh so she's drawing the panther because she's like i don't know a fashion designer type thing so she's like sketching out ideas while looking at the panther which is oh oh she's on a project runway challenge yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. so she's like interested in the Probably the architecture of the cages. That's what they always seem to be interested in, is architecture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a fellow comes up to her and uh, forget what his line is, but essentially he's like, oh, can I see what you're drawing? And she's like, oh, no, 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 they're not good drawings. They're just fashion-y things that I'm, I'm trying to get like a feel for how to do whatever. Don't ask to look at my sketchbook. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, then she keeps like drawing it and then like ripping a page out and letting it drop by her feet or like she'll crumple it up and like that's why he comes over at first I think he grabs the crumpled up piece of paper from her like sort of like oh can I take that for you and she's like oh yeah sure and then he throws it into the trash like a few feet away at least so mm. you know shows off his aim hot <laughs> that's actually that was a courting ritual in the 40s oh was yeah to throw things into baskets far away because uh. basketball was just being conceptualized at the time it hadn't even been invented yet I see. So anyway, he continues his uh, very mundane mating ritual type thing. And they're walking and he asks asks her name and she's like, oh, it's Arena," And then some long last name. And he's like, oh, is that Russian? And she's like, no, Serbian. And he's like, well, how would you spell that? And she goes, why? Are you going to write me a letter? And I was like, oh, she totally should have. Just spelt Serbia. <laughs> what are you copywriting a novel? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he's like, well, uh, maybe. And she's like, well, what would you write in this letter? And he's like, well, maybe I'd ask you out for tea. And she, like, looks startled at him and shakes her head. <laughs> wow, too forward. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and then he makes some other quick comment, and she goes, well, why would you like to come up to my place for some tea right now, essentially? Like, this is my house. Like, why don't you come up for some tea? Wow. I love how quickly things are escalating. So fast. Yeah. He comes up, they have tea, but, like, the next scene is her, like, humming in the dark. Like, he's there. Like, it just, like, got dark in the in the room because she forgot to turn on lights. Mm. Yeah, he's in there, and she's just humming against, like, a cabinet. And then stops and goes and gathers the tea and goes like, oh, I didn't realize it was getting dark and turns on a light that like immediately takes it from like almost probably pitch darkness to like light again. And I'm like, how <laughs> did you not? And you weren't speaking with him. You were just humming in the corner. <laughs> and so she goes and cleans up the tea. He sees this weird sculpture that she has, which is a guy on a horse. And I forget. It's like, I don't know, King, King Philip or something came to Serbia and helped. I can't really remember if he made them all evil or if he uh, unmade them evil. So it's this king on the horse and he went to Serbia, guessing to save them from the evil. But I guess at one point, um, Serbia all became Satanists or witches. Naturally. So this guy comes and stops that, but all the Satanists and witches run up to the mountain and some of them get away sort of thing. But the statue is a guy on the horse and he's holding a spear and the spear has like a cat on it. Cat represents evil. So he's like... The spear to cat? Yeah. 
Yikes. Yeah. So she's telling him the story, and he's like, oh, fascinating. Oh, yeah. Someone named Marmaduke, Marmaduke made Serbia Satanist and witches. The dog Marmaduke made Serbia full of witches. Yeah. The, is that maybe where the, the classic kind of dogs and cats don't get along myth came from? Maybe. <laughs> this, there's, this is probably, like, really a rich sort of playground for jokes uh, mm-hmm. if I knew anything about Marmaduke, aside from the fact that he's a dog. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know anything about him either. Um, so anyway, the next day, I believe, cuts to the guy who I'm pretty sure his name is Ollie, and he's at work. And I think he works in, like, an architecture thing, or they, like... Arch- it's a rom-com. Yeah, they are... an architect. Yeah, they architect boats. You know, oh, he does okay. the drawing and stuff. Yeah. And there's a box on his desk, and out comes a kitten, and he, like, grabs the kitten. Oh, no, no, his uh, co-worker, his female co-worker comes by, and the kitten comes out, and she's like, oh, who's this? And she's cuddling with it, and he's like, oh, it's just, like, a gift, a gift for a friend or something. And she's I'm like, spirit oh. later. Huh? and i don't know she says like oh a lucky friend or something like that and he's like oh yeah and puts it back in the box and i just want to say the box is like a shoe box a small shoe box with a couple of holes poked in it that he's keeping this kitten in and then like that's also not how you store a kitten yeah that's well i mean you don't store a a big cat in a 10 by 10 cage either yeah but at least the cat like the big cat can stand up i guess yeah i see the light yeah, both of them are bad. Mm-hmm. He brings it to Arena, and the cat starts freaking out. Like, before this, the cat, like, it's a kitten, has, like, liked everyone it met and been all cuddly and cute, and then sees Arena and is like, no, 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 I don't I don't want to be here. Not this one. Yeah. And Arena, who has known this guy for, like, I'm assuming a day, is also like, I don't really want a cat. Cats don't like me. She's like, why don't we go back to the pet store and we'll pick out a different animal? And so they go, and it's like super rainy outside, and they go into the pet store to return the cat. But as soon as she walks in, all the animals go nuts, just like making lots of noises. And the pet store owner is an older lady, and neither, like, her and Ollie can't hear each other at all. Mm. And so they step outside, and he explains, it's like, we're returning this cat. Um, We'd like to exchange it for, like, a bird or something. And she's like, oh, yeah, okay, we can do that. Do you know what kind of bird? And Hang on. I need. We need to pause for a second. They've known each other how long now? I believe one day. And he's like, thanks for the tea. Let me buy you a pet. Yeah. And doesn't consult her at all. And no, then he's like, oh, you don't like the cat. I'll get you a bird. Well, she says, let's go pick out a different animal. Okay. And so she's there this time. Um, and she's sort of like agreed to a bird. And they're about to go back in, and she's like, why don't you go in and pick me out the bird, and I'll wait out here. She's going to eat that bird. I was worried about that, too. She doesn't, but it still sucks. Yeah, (laughs) well, in the play version, she does eat the bird, but I think they cut it out to make it sort of appeal to a broader audience. You'll see later why they didn't get her to eat the bird in this one. (laughs) (laughs) She gets, he picks out a bird, then later, he's asleep, and she's like, watching over him and I think it's supposed to be like she's troubled by something I'm deeply uncomfortable with the level of intimacy this relationship has reached in two days they have yet to kiss but there's so much else going on yeah I would rather they'd make out and not buy each other pets more reasonable (laughs) so next they get married what (laughs) no (laughs) still they have like 
not kissed as far as I know. Well, in the 40s, you couldn't kiss until you were married. That makes sense. You could uh, – blowjobs were fine as long as you'd bought each other at least one live animal, but you can't kiss until you're married. That's fair, fair, fair. So they're having their, like, wedding wedding party at, like, a restaurant, and there's a woman in the other table, and one of the older guys, like, one of Ollie's friends or whatever is there, and he's like, oh, look at that lady. And this other guy, like, he's like, you know, like, quite a looker. This other guy at the end of the table puts his glasses on and looks over and then looks back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and goes, she looks like a cat, and then takes the glasses back off, like, super dismissively. <laughs> Hang on, let me check this out. <laughs> No, that's a cat, guys. <laughs> the lady comes over. Like, you can see she's looking at Arena. She comes over because she's, like, about to leave or something and says something to her in Serbian. And Arena looks like, Wah. like, her eyes get really big and she looks, like, really scared. And she left and Ollie's like, what did she say? And she's like, nothing. Like, nothing. I don't speak Serbian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time she's got, like, a Serbian accent. But I'm like, oh, that sounds like maybe... A non-British accent. <laughs> yeah. It's just vaguely European. Yeah. Um, takes a couple of tries to get her to snap out of, like, staring at this woman. So she says what she says. And she goes, like, she says, like, oh, that lady just said hello, sister, to me in Serbian. And he's like, oh, okay, but you don't know her? And she's like, no, but you saw what she looks like. Because everyone's like, yeah, this lady looks like a cat. This lady had, like, maybe sharper facial features. Like, they didn't make her look like a cat in any way. It's Did not... you have a lot of eyeliner on? I think probably, like, some harsher eye makeup. Okay. But just, like, everyone's like, yeah, I know she looks like a cat. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> All right. And then they're leaving um, their wedding party, and Arena stops Ollie, and she's like, look, I'm not ready to be fully your wife yet, which means she doesn't want to bang. Mm. And she's like, I just, there's... I'm afraid, and she's saying stuff like, I think there's an evil in me, and I'm worried about it. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to give you all the time you need to, you know, come to terms with this sort Mm -hmm. of thing. And he's like, and I'm going to give you all the kindness and patience I have in me. Uh, It started out great, and then it fell off when he was like, that's going to be as limited as I say. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So she's sort of troubled here and there she goes out one day back to the zoo she loves to go and visit the panther and it's like early in the morning so the like janitor's still there cleaning up sweeping around the panther cage which looks a little dangerous is the janitor whistling Mm, he might he's singing to himself excellent yeah um and he goes like oh i haven't seen you in a while i think yeah haven't seen you in a while she's like oh yeah or like in a month and she's like oh yeah i've been married I've been married for a month, and so she's still troubled. That's what it's oh saying. Oh, my God. I see. So she's visiting this panther. And she says something like, oh, just like this panther looks so nice. And he's like, no, panthers are evil. And he, like, quotes the Bible saying that something about the most evil thing is, like, a, a leopard, but it's disguised or some shit. So it's like, obviously, that's a panther. Duh. 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 So then she's in her house doing her drawings for the fashion her fashion drawings. remember how she's a fashion drawer yeah she's just like having a good time and notices her bird and she's like oh i'm gonna go pick up this bird why i don't know so she puts her hand in the cage and starts chasing it around with her hand and then the next 
it sort of cuts to her like looking all happy trying to chase this bird and then cuts back to the bird lying dead on the no <laughs> on the cage floor and she looks all sad because she doesn't she didn't want the bird to die but it was like but you were chasing it around with your hand she like mice and mend the bird <laughs> yeah well no she never caught it like essentially she's Later, she's like, I think it died of fright. And it's like, yeah, you were chasing it with your hand. Oh. Like, it very well could have. Birds have very small hearts. So she puts it in a box to go, like, bury it or something. But she walks past the zoo. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sees the panther and becomes compelled to throw the bird to the panther and then the panther eats the bird? Yeah. It did it itself. It made her give her the bird. Give him the bird. Telepathically. Yeah. With their cat connection. I love... This is meant to be kind of like horrifying? Scary? Yeah, I think so. If I could communicate telepathically with cats and cat people, that would kick ass. They need to remake this movie into a rom-com because they've already got a fashion designer dating an architect. And the cat thing has to be a major positive for everyone involved. Let's do it. Yeah. Take Let's a, do it. Take a page out of the Dark Angel episode where Max is in heat. You can make it fun. <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched that show. It's terrible, but it's good. It also <laughs> rips off the entire plot of Cyber 6. They sued them. <laughs> oh, Cyber 6 sued them? Yeah. Good. Cyber 6 is a good show slash, I guess, comic it started as. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're both really, like, I love Cyber 6, but I also love the reimagining of Cyber 6 with, like, a like mixed race genetically engineered soldier and her black lesbian best friend and her disabled boyfriend all fighting like taking down a eugenics center that's also good yeah like it rules yeah <laughs> yeah i think that I, they can both exist anyway she tells her husband about the bird thing and he's like i think you need to see a psychiatrist fair yeah so she's telling him her her issues like you know i just feel like there's an evil inside me and it's really scaring me because i'm afraid if i i don't think she's become intimate but like essentially like fully become his wife or like fully like allow myself to become his partner sort of thing i'm afraid something will happen and like it'll be bad and Mm. he's like uh yeah you have anxiety because you never knew your husband or you never knew your father rather that makes more sense Hmm. and um Just don't tell your husband about anything we talked about today. Awful. You know, I forget what he says. He's like, um, it's something like, oh, you know what they say? You don't have to tell your husband anything. It's something weird, some weird, like, 40s phrase. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, essentially, I forget exactly. Don't trouble your husband with this? Uh, Not not even. I think she was like, I'm worried about what to tell my husband. He's like, don't tell him anything. Suffer alone in silence. Um, That works for me i think because um when i was looking up facts this isn't a fun trivia thing more of like a context for everyone mm-hmm. um when andrew lloyd weber was writing this he was reading a lot of Brene brown's work so it seems like a lot of the themes in this movie are going to deal with same shame and like sexual shame especially because there's all these religious things happening and then there's mm-hmm. her weird worry about her being inherently evil yeah I just want to say, I don't know all these things that Barbara's saying either. So <laughs> <laughs> don't feel silly, Barbara. Just, 
She's a smarty pants. Knows, <laughs> knows names of <laughs> authors and playwrights and such. I, my um, idea of what a joke is is to just make a reference that someone's going to get and be like, oh, that doesn't fit here at all. <laughs> Someone is gonna someone's gonna be like, that's hilarious and very clever. <laughs> and several people are gonna be like, I'm not looking that up. <laughs> Thanks for your critique. Yeah. I'll keep it in mind. Leave that in for sure. <laughs> she comes home from the psychiatrist. And uh, I think she had missed an appointment and her husband was talking to his female work friend whose name is Alice. She was the one who touched that cat earlier. Mm. Just talking about her, like, well, I don't know what to do to help her, blah, blah, blah. And then she comes in, and they're both there, and they're like, oh, how how did this go? Or or potentially, why didn't you go to your follow-up appointment? I can't remember where this lies. Um, anyway, she's like, what do you mean? And he's like, oh, you know, like, uh, Alice was the one who referred me to him. I figured it would be better if I told her all of your problems so she could give me a good referral to the proper psychiatrist. You freak! Weirdly enough, Arena doesn't like that. She's like, you don't need to be telling people my shit. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? Ollie. Hey, Ollie. Don't fucking do that. What? Yeah. Ollie doesn't understand anything. Also, he's a big butthead. How did he even manage to do that? Because I thought in the 40s it was illegal to talk to a woman that wasn't your wife. They work together so he has a... Permission slip? Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what the name is actually for that. Like, the the word I'm trying to think of. It doesn't matter. Mm. License? Permission slip. Yeah. (laughs) The license to talk to women. license to talk to women who also work in his office. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, she gets really, really mad um, because obviously... And she's like, you know what? Stop making me angry or I'll become a panther and I'll kill you. She doesn't say that, but she implies it. Oh, I mean, that rules. Okay, another another annoying thing. Like, this whole thing happens and then I think there's a little, like, tiff in their relationship where she goes out at night she can't sleep to visit the panther. And then comes back and he's all like, I was worried. And she's like, yeah, well, go to hell. Um, <laughs> I don't think Ollie's in the right at all here. I will say, if my wife kept sneaking out to meet a panther, I would start to get a little concerned. I might consult someone else. If I'm like, my wife <laughs> doesn't trust me enough to, like, open up to me, but she is going to see a panther every day, so... She didn't, like, she goes to see the panther only semi-regularly during the day until he tells his co-worker all her dirty laundry and then she's like i'm gonna sneak out at night and go see this panther like it's like i'll show you (laughs) yeah that's the panther the panther helps me through through this i don't know (laughs) she well she says she's like i he's like you're not being frank with me and she's like well i've never lied to you but she's like trying to tell him things and he's just like refusing to hear them like it's it's weird where she's like you know i have this troubling thing in my mind and he's like well what if you didn't, though? Mm. Well, I, I can fix it. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goes to the next day where he's at work and he's telling Alice that he has never been unhappy before. Um, but he's unhappy now because he doesn't know how to help her. That must be really difficult for you, Ollie. Yeah, like, especially because your wife, before she was even your wife, has, like, made it very clear that she's had a fairly troubled life. Mm-hmm. Annoying. 
Uh, so he's like, oh, I just don't know what to do. And Alice thinks this is the perfect time to say that she's in love with him. Alice. Yeah. Mind your business. Well, she like she said something along the lines of, but I know you're with Arena. You guys are in love. And he's like, I don't even know if I'm in love with her. Alice. Ollie. Cut it out. You're going to you're going to get eaten by a panther. You're definitely getting eaten by a panther. Yeah. Yeah, essentially, as soon as a woman was like, oh, I'm I'm normal and I like you if we want to get married, like, I'll have sex with you. He was like, oh, cool. I'm going to get rid of this this lady who... Won't put out. Keeps talking to the panther. Yeah. And, you know, I told that I'd be here when she was finished with all all her stuff, all her hang-ups, but, you know, uh, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been at least a month. Yeah. It's, like, almost snowing now. That's how you can tell time has passed. <laughs> Funnily enough, Arena sort of catches wind of this a bit somehow. Um, and it's sort of like, I feel weird how he's spending a lot of extra time with Alice. Comes in to see him at work one day. And he's already gone. And like the cleaner or whatever is like, oh, yeah, he just went to grab a piece of pie. Oh, yeah, it's because he didn't come home after work where he would normally come home and like have dinner with her sort of thing or whatever. And he's at the diner complaining about how he he just doesn't know what to do, so he's avoiding talking to his wife. So she goes to the diner where he is to see, like, what's up. And he's talking with Alice, and they're about to leave. So she's like, uh, this is real awkward. And they're coming out, so she sort of hides in the bushes a little. And... As they come out, uh, Alice is going to go walk down this one way. And Ollie's like, oh, do you want me to walk you home? And she's like, oh, no, no. I'm a big girl. I can take care of myself sort of thing. Mm. And uh, Arena follows her home. No. As a panther. (laughs) No, you're following the wrong person. Yeah. Stalk Ollie. Yes. Um, Just gives her a little spook. Alice gets on the bus and is fine sort of thing. Mm. And then... We're at, it might be the zoo, it might just be a farm, I don't really understand, but there's a bunch of sheep, but one of the sheep is dead, and the guy who comes to check on it is like, yep, the sheep is dead, I don't know, pokes it with a stick or something, doesn't really understand, sees these big cat footprints walking away, mm. I don't know if this guy sees them, but we follow these big cat footprints, and then all of a sudden they turn into like a high heel shoe footprints, Whoa. and they're covered in blood the whole way. The blood of a sheep never dries. <laughs> and then it cuts to Arena, and you can tell she's a little, like, flustered because she just ate a whole sheep. <laughs> um, Bloated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she comes in and, like, goes straight into the washroom or whatever, and he's like, Arena, why won't you talk to me? And she's like, bah. I ate a sheep. I ate a sheep. Give me a minute in here. I'm going to have a bath. And he's like, yeah, okay. And he leaves it alone. And then there's a cheesy dream. Oh, he leaves her alone? He doesn't burst in? Yeah. Like Tom Hanks and Splash? Yeah. I forgot so what one, movie that One was. point for Ollie. Yeah. And then someone has a really cheesy dream, but I can't remember who it was. I think it was probably Arena um, about turning into a cat or something. Or something. Something. I don't remember. It might I, be about the plot of the movie. It might be completely unrelated. She might turn into a squirrel. Yeah. It, I didn't write down anything other than it was a cheesy dream. Okay. Um, and I can't remember it now. <laughs> uh, so she goes back to visit the panther. And on a previous visit, the janitor had forgotten the panther key, cage key in the lock. 
and she'd go gone and grabbed it and give handed it back to him and been like, Don't forget this mm-hmm. but this time dun, dun, dun. he forgets it and she just puts it in her purse. Ooh. <laughs> and uh, cuts over to Alice. She is Going to use a pool in, I believe, her apartment building. And sh- so she needed to get a key from the front desk. Mm. Goes to the pool, shows her in her bathing suit and robe. And her bathing suit is one of those old ones that has a really pointy boob. So oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> and like sort of like a built-in skirt type thing. Yeah. It's cool. Not like a very long skirt, but you know. And so she like, she's a, it's like in the evening. So she hasn't like turned on all the lights or anything. She's just going for a quick swim. And she sort of hears a noise, and she's like, that's weird. And she's, like, walking towards the pool. And then she hears more noises, and they sound, like, like roaring, mm. like, scary, coming from, like, the room she was just in. And she, like, doesn't know what to do, so she jumps into the pool. Naturally. <laughs> Naturally. One's natural instinct, especially a cat lady's natural instinct is to get wet. Yeah. <laughs> One of those is Alice. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. She's not, a, she's not a cat person. She's a person who is afraid of potentially a cat or potentially a person but knows if she were to go into the pool, she'd be safe. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Cats can't swim. No. Can I tell you a quick fact about this? Please do. Uh, so in the original play version, they did have a live panther, and it didn't attack anyone, but they eventually had to remove it because Irina's uh, sex scene with the panther was too convincing. Everyone in the 40s is dumb as hell. And so everyone thought that she was actually doing a big cat, and... Um, the police were called. Mm. So how many shows did they go through? Um, well, they went through, I think they only made it through four or five with the um, the cat thing. And then they had to change the cast because everyone was like, that lady had sex with a panther. I'm not seeing her in anything. So they, they had a cast change. And then it started touring under a different name. Okay. So like four or five shows, that's like a weekend's worth, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Well, I mean... Yeah, if you're going to call the cops on someone having sex with a cat, you would hope they respond within a couple of days. Yeah. Oh, no, the first few shows, like, nobody even minded. Oh, so it was, like, the fourth or fifth. They got a couple people in there who were just, like... I don't think she should be having sex with that cat. Yeah. Hey! Don't touch that cat like that. (laughs) Well, it was the 40s. They could have potentially been having sex with a cat in some way. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying they didn't treat animals very well. Anyway, now that the energy's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. So, Arena turns back human before the people here, like, come down because uh, Alice had started to, like, scream for help. So, the front desk person and the cleaner, like, ran down to be like, what's up? And Arena was there. She goes, turns on the light and she's like, oh, I think I just spooked her because the lights were off. (laughs) She's like staring right at Alice all creepy. And then she takes off and she's like, oh, I just wanted to know if you knew where Ollie was. And she's like, oh, I think he was like, he was doing this, but he should be headed home now, probably waiting for you. And she's like, oh, okay, thank you. And like leaves. And then she gets out, she starts to get out and she goes, can I have my robe, please? So the front desk lady's like, oh yeah, sure. And goes and grabs it. And she's like, look at this and it's like torn to shreds <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah so the next scene she's talking to the psychiatrist about like yeah she's definitely a cat person and he's like no i think you're being silly i think you're i think you're mistaken but uh he's gonna he's like oh, i'm gonna go talk to her and alice is like you have to be careful and he's like oh, i don't really have to be careful and then he pulls up his cane and reveals that there's a sword inside 
What the fuck is happening? I'm telling you. No, I'm <laughs> like everything in this story so far is just escalating weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this. Yeah. I don't like this movie so far. Did you enjoy watching it? It was boring and then it was intense and then it was over. Okay. It's just I don't here's the thing. When you told me when when we started discussing that this woman was turning into a cat, what I didn't expect was that her entire cat identity was now going to be taken over with this revenge plot because someone's her husband's cheating on her. Okay, I obviously forgot to mention the cat people only turn into cats when they're like horny. angry. Angry horny. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's a lot of, like, Arena didn't know her father because he died in a mysterious accident, but it's because her mom was a cat person and got, like, turned into a cat and killed him sort of thing. So is this illness, this cat illness supposed to be a metaphor for, like, hysteria? Well, I wasn't looking for metaphors. Okay. I just assumed it was, like, some women could kill you. I like that. Yeah, all right. Let's leave it there. Okay. <laughs> okay, we will. <laughs> the more alluring a woman, the more likely she is to turn into a cat and attack you. Yes. He all, the psychiatrist then goes meets up with Arena. I forget what they say exactly, but he definitely hits on her a little. Stop it. <laughs> please. Please do stop. So I forget what leads to this, but she heads home to Ollie and she's like, hey, I think I'm fine now. Let's just go with this. Like, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get like, you know, I'm not going to be fully, fully there, but I'm like, let's give it a shot. Like, I'm ready to try. I had a good talk with my therapist. He said that I kept my figure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's creeped me out enough. I never want to see him again. So. I better be cured. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely uh, normal now. No cat tendencies. No evil inside. Cat tendencies is my favorite hardcore band. Yeah, and we will all be surprised to find out. He looks at her and he's like, oh, it's too late. Oh, no. I've I've moved on. Oh, I thought you meant it's too late, and then it pans to her and she's a cat. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late for your intimacy. You've turned into a panther already. <laughs> and she's like, well, I don't know. I could probably turn back <laughs> with a kiss. Like that frog. Yeah. Um, and she... <laughs> Thank you for explaining it's like the frog. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to explain a joke just a little. We're having two opposite experiences of <laughs> jokes right now where I'm saying things that nobody understands and you're saying things that everyone understands. And then, and then explain like, it. <laughs> you know, like that story? <laughs> <laughs> that story we all know. <laughs> yeah, so she's obviously distraught. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my husband has actually been cheating on me before I was just like... I suspect he's spending a bit too much time with this one woman. Mm. But now I know that they're in love, and I am pissed off. Aw, poor cat lady. Uh, So I think she storms out, if I'm guessing. If I'm guessing correctly, um, having watched this movie just last (laughs) night. Uh, So Ollie and Alice meet with a psychiatrist, and they're like, what should we do? And the psychiatrist is like, you have two options. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the first option is uh, you have her committed and sent away. Oh, my God. Is this, this the same psychiatrist that was treating her? Yeah. He's uh, Alice's friend, if you recall. Uh, the second option is you wash your hands of this and get an annulment. 
So Alice is kind of evil in this story. She, like, she refers her to a creepy, terrible psychiatrist. Yeah, like, she doesn't know, but it's still... Like, I can't trust Alice just because we know her feelings towards Ollie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't tell... I don't know. You don't tell someone to cheat on their mentally unwell spouse? Yeah, essentially, yeah. You know, I don't know. There's a lot going on. I don't like any of the characters. I kind of like Arena. I'm glad she kills everyone. She hasn't done anything wrong except maybe eat a sheep. Yeah. She can eat a sheep if she wants. Yeah. Yes. Essentially, he's like, if you want to marry Alice, which you obviously do, I would suggest as your friend to get an annulment and just don't worry about Arena. Like, let her go live her life and stalk and kill whoever because that's what we're afraid of right now. But as a psychiatrist, I would say let's have her committed and sent away. And it's like... Well, fine. <laughs> yeah. So are both too very... Like, first of all, if you think she's dangerous, try to get her some help. Like, a danger to her or others. Try to get her some help. Like, you guys have done, like, the bare minimum. And all of it so far has not so much been to help Arena as it was to make it so Ollie could have sex with his wife. Yeah. Which is disgusting. To be fair, I think the best uh, help they can offer her in the 40s is a lobotomy. Yeah. You cut the cat part of her brain out. Yeah. <laughs> they go in there, her cat, her brain is just shaped like a cat. And it's, it's all curled up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it uncurls and, like, swats. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, no, I think it makes more sense to, to have her committed. Like, both of her... This is supposed to be like, you know, Ollie and Alice both care about her. They're like, let's send her to a mental hospital and never let her leave forever, even though that means we cannot get married. What a generous sacrifice they're making for her. Yeah. So they all three of them go to have like an intervention type thing and they wait around. She doesn't show up. They're like, it's been an hour and a half. She should be home by now. She's obviously out doing something else. And Alice goes, let's go back to work. Like, we've had such a broken up day. Like we should get some stuff done and it's like evening-ish now and the psychiatrist is gonna leave forgets his cane and goes back up and then I think oh I know what he does now I couldn't figure out what he was doing at the time Mm. I was like well he's obviously being somewhat sneaky so he goes in grabs his cane like grabs the key from Ollie goes up and grabs his cane and then like leaves the door unlocked Mm. gives the key back and then so Ollie and Alice go back to work and they start hearing weird noises. And they're like, oh, no. And they're like, you know what? We should get out of here because it's, like, late and dark. And, like, we're scared that a cat's going to come kill us. They're like, like, that door is open. Like, if we go out, she'll definitely, like, I forget what their reasoning was. But they're like, yeah, that door is open. Let's go out that way. And then they go and grab their coats and turn off the table lights and look. And the door is closed. Uh... And they go up to it. And it's locked. They're going to die. They're gonna and then they notice that there's a big shadow of a cat stalking around in their, like, office. And they're sort of running and, like, cowering and stuff. And they're like, Arena, leave us alone. And then they see water on the table. And it's it's got ripples in it. Yeah. No, I don't know if they're actually seeing her directly or not. Or if it's just her spooking them. But Ollie grabs what I'm guessing is a T-square. It looks like a cross. <laughs> and he's like, leave us alone. Jesus wants you to leave us alone. <laughs> I don't know what he actually said, but like essentially that. So she That's the sentiment. Yeah, she walks off and they escape. 
And it cuts back to uh, her apartment, and the psychiatrist is there, and she comes in, and the psychiatrist is like, oh, I, I believed you all along that you were a cat person. Everyone's just really down to clown with the cat person idea with very little evidence. Yeah. She's sort of, like, she looks very, like, despondent. Like, mm-hmm. she's just she's just in to wait for them and kill them later sort of thing. She's like, I don't want to talk to you. And he kisses her and, God. And then he dies and she eats his face? Yeah. He kisses her and this angers her. She turns into a cat. And he tries to fight her off with his sword, but she kills him. He... Yes! Really? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, and then she's sort of like, oh, I killed a human. And Ollie and Alice go back and they see that he's dead. And so she's like, I don't know. So she goes to talk to her panther confidant. Mm. And it's like, you know what? Why don't I let you out of your cage? And does that. And then they go on a rampage. See, I wanted that to happen, and I'm not totally sure what does happen. I assume they live their lives together, but there's also the scene where uh, it shows, I think, a cop car, maybe a taxi, I don't know, um, has hit an animal, and I'm not sure if it's a goat that's been, like, half-eaten by panthers or if it's supposed to be a panther. Oh. But I like to assume that they're just running wild. Yeah. Uh, the ne- the last scene is like um, Alice and Ollie go to the zoo because obviously they're trying to see where <laughs> where she went. And they're like, let's follow her to the zoo after she's <laughs> killed this man. Um, and they see her coat lying on the ground near where the panther enclosure is. But mm. the panther's gone and she's gone. And they make some comment like, you know, well, I guess she's gone now. They don't make like a CSI kind of pun. No, looks just, like the cat's out of the bag. Yeah. They, they just walk away. They're like, potentially this woman just got eaten by a panther. Potentially she turned into a panther and they both took off. Nobody knows. Uh, not my problem. Yeah, they just walk away like this is over now. <laughs> All right. That's the end of the movie. That's the end of the movie, except for the deleted scene where at the end both panthers come and kill them in their house. Yay. And that's the final end of the movie. Beautiful. Yes. So? Yeah. General general feelings on it. I mean, it's a movie from the 40s. It was fine. It was hard to watch just just specifically because of the like the way they treat animals on it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I bet they really did just kill that bird. Also the panther always looks scared in its cage, so I think they were like shocking it or something no i don't know uh i would really like to see an updated version of cat people yeah it sounds like it would translate really well like there's one from the 60s like a remake but i would like just a more of a fun revenge one where it's like this woman is like hey these are my boundaries i'm having problems with this and this guy's like oh, yeah, no, that's totally fine, and marries her, and then, like, a month later is like, oh, actually, it's not fine. Mm -hmm. Why didn't the promise of my dick cure you? Yeah. And then she just kills everyone? Like, that's, I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm into the idea of, like, her freeing all of the cats in the zoo, and then they become a gang. And then just any time a man's being a piece of shit, they all show up. Yes. Yes, that's good. And it's called Pussy Riot. (laughs) (laughs) do you have any more facts about this movie you wanted to share with us um they got sued for six million dollars all because that like they replaced the panther with a human actor 
this is probably safer anyway um but so for the dance scene he had to pick someone out of the audience and like do a dance with them and one time he picked a woman who he should not have she was so offended because he was like gyrating in her face so she sued yeah she sued the theater company for six million dollars that's a lot because that would have been in like the 30s yeah um also theater companies existed after that mm -hmm. um also this is this is just a little fun a fun tidbit but rum tum tugger's song is based on a poem by t.s Eliot. oh it's never finished yeah oh that's sweet it is sweet yeah i have just a quick question though didn't you already make that joke on a different episode? Something T.S. Eliot, unfinished poem? <laughs> no. Okay. I've never said T.S. Eliot before. Maybe I made a joke life. about Bram Stoker having a bunch of poems oh, maybe. on Nosferatu. Maybe that was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's move on from this cat movie. Do you have anything uh, positive or negative to say this week? I had a really good birthday. Good. I really, I had lots of fun. Oh, I made an erotic cake for your birthday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then when you cut it open, it was the Bi Pride colors inside. Yes. It was so good. And there were, there were dicks on it, and they were just in, like, white sprinkles. That's <laughs> very good. Yeah. That's very good. <laughs> oh, I did a market yesterday, and I made a little bit of money, so that was good. Yay. I had an interview the other day that went pretty well, but it's pretty far away, so I'm like, oh, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Also, my birthday was good. I had a uh, pie. <laughs> Do you have a negative thing? Probably, but I can't. I can't think of one. Do unionize your workplace. Do it. It's good. Do it. it Do it. Makes everything better. Also, talk to all your coworkers about your wage. There's only two outcomes. You're all fine and happy. Or you get really angry at your boss, and then you unionize. Or you, you know, don't quite go that full, but you all talk to your boss real loud until they give you all a raise. Yeah. Uh, If you're worried that you're going to be embarrassed about your wage, or you're going to make someone else embarrassed about their wage, the good news is that doesn't happen. As soon as you find out someone's making more or less than you, all you feel is just rage towards your boss. Yes. And it's justified. And then you go and you yell at your boss. Together, preferably. Yeah. If someone's unionizing at your workplace, get down. Get down on it. Go for it. Be into it. Um, If your job is convenient for you, but you see other people suffering as a result, it's not going to be convenient for you for very long. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you can see people trying to unionize around you, and you're like, oh, I don't really want to get involved in this, whatever. It's like, do you want to have a job or do you want us all to get fired? Yeah. Because it's like people are going to, like, they're going to try to unionize no matter. And it's like things are going to get real awkward after. And also, like, only good can come of having all of your coworkers band together to get the things that they want. I get it. It sucks here. Mm-hmm. Everything's expensive. It's really hard to find a job it's really hard to keep a job it's really hard to pay your rent yeah no it's like it's hard to think about when you're just barely like scraping by and stuff like that it's hard to think about like well how can i make this better because it's gonna like take more work right now but it's like but then everything gets easier because you put the work in and now it's like oh you're getting a living wage oh you don't have to like trip over cables and like miss work all the time because you can't like stand anymore because you got a big old bruise on your butt (laughs) 
So this has been 10 minutes of <laughs> telling you that uh, working sucks and the only way to get it kind of better is to unionize. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by your landlord. Rent is due. Pay it or I'll kill you. Bye. Bye.